why are people so afraid of asking for help? My assumption is that they're just afraid to look dumb. They're afraid to look stupid. They're afraid to look like they don't know what they're doing. And that's all just your perception of what other people's perception is of you. And it it's so unnecessary. You can have water if you're thirsty and you should advocate and you should say it. And, and the world could be a lot more possible if you're willing to say what you need and, and not feel like a burden to people. On this episode of The Underscore Show, we discuss our relationship with anxiety and sweating the small stuff. We talk about the line between being efficient and entitled, generosity versus selfishness. Why are people so afraid to ask for help or ask for what they need? And how can we keep the minutiae from ruining our day? Welcome back. This is The Underscore Show. I'm Adrian Ritchie. And I'm Alex Gassaway. Alex, does anything really matter? <laughs> That is a tough question. Today on and the podcast, we'll be answering <laughs> that question very distinctively. I think if I had to, if I had to choose, my answer would be no, <laughs> no, right? So I think you know we talk a lot about like personal growth, self development. Like, what does that mean? And and I think you can't help but if you're talking about improving, it means either you've been somewhere or you currently are somewhere that you feel could be better, right? Mm-hmm. Like many people, no matter what you do in life or your passion or your career, you're always like looking ahead, you're looking to improve, you're looking to get better. So yeah. And then when you kind of internalize that about what does self-improvement mean, you know, you can't help but think back to like those older days. And there's just still so many times, even five years ago, even three years ago, I feel like I have learned so much and realized that shit actually doesn't matter. When you just said that, I wasn't even thinking like three years ago, but three years ago, I was a completely different person. Like (laughs) you made me think that right now of, oh shit, like three years ago, I was probably an idiot (laughs) who who actually still thought that shit mattered. Right. And, And let's like, 30 second timeout when we say that or like shit doesn't matter it's like there are so many things that really fucking matter but what we say or what we mean we're kind of being you know funny or sarcastic a little bit but it's like Mm -hmm. it's like the little details like sweating the small stuff worrying about that person's opinion thinking missing that deadline by a day is the end of your life (laughs) missing that connection you know not getting that brand deal not getting that one job shit doesn't matter as much as you think it does in the moment. Yes, it's like part of this long-term thing, but it's like I used to get so stressed and I would like literally physically feel stressed and tense and like make myself sick with worry, actual physical sickness, trying Mm -hmm. to worry something into a better solution. And I was actually just talking to my mom about this. Like everyone says I'm, I'm very much like my dad and I am. But I think when you like get down to a more emotional level, my mom and I are very similar and 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 the way we see things or the way we're like, you know, we just I think we analyze things and then we like always wonder or we like we think back on a conversation. Right. And you're like you replay that conversation back in your head mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, should I have said something there or should I have talked louder there or should I? Oh, God, I just talked about myself for 30 minutes. <laughs> and it's like, no, actually, someone asked you a question. And so you should have talked about yourself for 30 minutes, you know, and just like yeah. being your own checks and balances and trying to do your best. But I think three years ago, I that would like. I would just sit with that for a week and I would worry and until I saw that person again or until I could bring it up and say, you know what, 
is this how you saw it? This is how I saw it. And now I'm like, that person loves me. I did my best. I was maybe tired or stressed or just like that. That's who I was that day and giving myself grace and just saying like, that's all I, that's what I, I did my best and like letting it go and learn from it, learning from it, knowing I can still get better, but not like, you know, <laughs> worrying. I think Glennon Doyle says it like she thinks if only I worry enough, I will solve it. And it's like, it's, mm. anxiety doesn't work that way. It's tricking you. Oh, anxiety fixes nothing. If anything, it hinders you from being able to make a rational decision and like a real choice and to go with that choice. Anxiety keeps you in this space where you can't get anything actually done. And so many of us live in that space. And I did for such a long time. I can still find myself there for sure. Worrying so much about a decision or something someone said or a comment that I got or whatever. But just in the last year, I think I've improved so much in remembering this sounds stupid, but remembering to remind myself that it doesn't matter. There's like steps to the process because you can believe it in your head that that, that shit doesn't matter. But until you remember it in that moment to snap yourself into this we're moving forward situation, then you're you can still get stuck there. It's different than like actually feeling it and like practicing it. And yeah, because it's like, you know, people say if this will bother you in two days, does it really matter? If this will bother you in a week or a month, like maybe a year from now, that's something to worry about. If it's like very, mm -hmm. you know, crucial or somebody's health is at risk or those yeah. are the things you can worry about, of course. But if it's like, oh, I, I really misspoke there. Or I said the wrong word. Does it really matter? You know, and I, I'm starting to feel myself like it's almost like I'm like, you know, changing sides of the street or like I can see what I w used to do and I can I can watch my mind kind of just like trying to like step out and be like, no, I, w I need to do this differently now and like take mm -hmm. a hard left and say, no, like I'm not going to give that little moment two hours of my day. Like it doesn't deserve it. And I and I think I'm I'm starting to practice that more where, you know, breaking these like these chains or these weights off of you like. It, it's really relieving. And as soon as you start to do it a few times, it feels so good. And it's not trying to be like dismissive or selfish or like fuck everyone around you. It's like, no, actually I'm just doing myself a disservice. And I have been doing myself a disservice for many years by worrying about other people. And it's time mm -hmm. to kind of put myself and my emotions first. Um, and that that's an okay thing and actually the right thing to do for your mental health. Yeah, it's an interesting take on it too of, of where you just where you took me there in that last bit of worrying about other people. So like there's two parts of this for me and one is that you should stop worrying about what everyone's thinking about you because they're probably worried about what you're thinking about them. That's like part one. I I assume everyone everyone is thinking about what other people are thinking about them until they have this realization that they need to stop doing that because it doesn't matter. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know. So, but that's part one. And then part two, where you just took me is stop worrying about other people. Actually consider yourself more, more often. Erin and I have this conversation a f quite a few times because we can be like on the street and they're like complete strangers and she will inconvenience us to the end of the world to like make life better for that person. And I'm just like, why did you just do that? It's very generous, but it's also like completely unnecessary. <laughs> what was, 
It was one time we were, we were at a wedding and she's going to hate me for, t- for talking about this on the podcast, but, oh, because we were the videographers too, but we were at a guest table and everyone sat at like this long table and left a chair at each end. So we came over and everyone's natural reaction was, oh, here, let us scoot down so you can sit together as wives at a wedding. And I was like about to say like, oh, okay, yeah, that'd be great. Until Aaron interjected and said, no, it's fine. And she took the seat on one end and I took the seat on the other end. And we're like at one of our very close friends wedding, like it's going to be a great night. And she just made me like sit at the end with random people. It was so funny. Like that's the perfect example of like, why are we, why these people already offered. It's not the most inconvenient thing ever for them to scoot down a chair. But like, why are, why are we so worried about not inconveniencing people? We have to like stop thinking about what they think and just do your thing. Right. There's like a difference between like being polite and like, no, actually this is going to affect the next two hours of my night. Yeah. And like, I love Aaron. That sounds exactly like Aaron and (laughs) it's great. And it's like, you need generous people in your life and in the world. And yeah, but it's just like, you know, why are we so inclined? It's like, I think it's a little bit Midwest of us too, to Mm -hmm. like, you know, oh, no, 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 you sit there. No, you sit there. And like people go back and forth until it's like, just sit down, like someone sit down. (laughs) And it's like, why are we so, you know, we're we're afraid to like ask what we want. You know, it could be Mm -hmm. us being as women or like, you know, you just don't want to go out of your way or like, because I, I say, yeah, actually, could you scoot down that like somehow we're like the assholes, but like, there's nothing that I love more than like someone being aware and like knowing what they want and being like, could you guys just scoot down? And I'm like, that took me like, you know, four tenths of a second (laughs) to scoot down. And now I know you're happy and I appreciate that you feel comfortable asking me, you know, strangers are another thing, but I can relate. I feel like Blair is, um, more inclined, you know, she's probably somewhere in the middle, but like, I'm getting to a point now where it's like, no, I'm just going to ask for it. If I'm paying for this, um, actually, can we sit over there? And it's like, oh no, that kind of looks reserved. And it's like, well, I'm just going to ask. And what's the worst that can happen? They say no. Yeah. Because you're starting to realize that it makes very little difference. It's like, you're not worried about what that person that you're asking is thinking of you because you asked for something, right? Right. Right. You're not spending any time in that moment. You're just saying, what do I need right now? And you're, and you're advocating for it. Mm -hmm. And I think there are the people in the world that need to come up from this level of like never asking for anything. And then there are the people who need to come down from asking for everything at all times. And we need to meet somewhere here in the middle. We need to get better at asking for what we want and not worrying about what other people think of us or thinking that we're selfish or like all these things because we have to, we have to get up in this space. Right. It's efficient. Like even sometimes like, you know, as you're saying that like asking for stuff, it made me think of, if you're like, you know, out of town or, or even in your own city, but like if I go into a gas station or like a a place that maybe a gas station, generally everything's in the same place in a gas station. But like, if you go into a (laughs) store and you're like, you're just like looking, you're like, you're looking for like a charger or something and any store Mm. could keep their phone charger in any place. So it's like, I got somewhere to be, or I got nowhere to be. I know that this person at the front desk knows exactly where it is. Like I'm, it might be annoying for them a little bit, but in the moment I'm like, should I spend 14 minutes walking every aisle looking for where you decided electronics should go or like the phone charger should go? Or should I just walk in and kind of wave you down and be like phone charger. And I'm in and out in three (laughs) minutes and like just stuff like that of, okay, like that person, maybe they haven't had a customer or 
you know, yeah, assuming that they're going to think negatively of you when like, I'm just going to go in, I'm going to own this. I'm going to take, you know, some pride in my day and in my time, ask for what I need. But also, yes, you're right. There is like a, there is a maximum you can, you can reach or or cross the line of asking too much or, or just never being entitled. Yeah. Entitled. Like don't look at the menu and you just tell someone, is there, you know, you ask, what's on the menu and it's right in front of you. It's like, okay, there, there's definitely a line and there's respect <laughs> and there's, you know, understanding the other side of, of whoever you're interacting Service, with. I think there's basically. a lot of ways that we can come up and we can, I mean, we as me and you, but we as, as women are people who maybe you, you want to say more and you just haven't, but it also reminds me, my sister made a, a film in college uh, her senior year and it was really intense film talked about her life and, and, you know, it kind of shows like her, like, you know, really coming of age film. And, and it starts with like, she was afraid to ask for water, you know, just like, <laughs> or like at a, at a restaurant, you know, or at a friend's house or would just even someone would ask her for water and she would be like, she just would find herself like, no, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, they just asked you for water and you want water. So it's like, why yeah. are you saying no? Like ask for the water. <laughs> like, um, And so like she had this awesome story and she's the strongest, coolest girl. Um, and then by the end of the film, it's like, and I'd like a fucking glass of water. And like, that's how she ends <laughs> the film. And just showing like that you can have water if you're thirsty and you should advocate and you should say it. And in the world could be a lot more possible if you're willing to say what you need and, and not feel like a burden to people. And yeah, and just not worry about what their responses or even like back to the store situation i've had that experience so many times i remember we were doing like several times we were doing like diy projects when i lived with my parents a few years ago and my dad and i would go to lowe's we have a very specific list of things that we need he does the classic thing he refuses to ask for help to find this thing that we've actually like already been searching for and i'm like i'm gonna ask that person (laughs) where the hell this thing is he's like oh don't do that i'm like dad i'm gonna do it watch me do it because we we need to find this thing and i don't want to be here for another hour and still not have found this little freaking screw that we need so it's like why are people so afraid of asking for help um and my my assumption is that they're just afraid to look dumb they're afraid to look stupid they're afraid to look like they don't know what they're doing and that's all just your perception of what other people's perception is of you. And it it's so unnecessary. I, I hope everyone has that moment in their life where they realize that shit doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> it's like, I what are we doing here? <laughs> right. I think you're right that it is like a sign of insecurity or just like, you know, when you're at Lowe's or like you're a woman or like you're just like, if you're a man, you're supposed to know that thing. And so if you ask what mm-hmm. kind of screw it is, it's like you know, that's a whole moment. And, and it kind of reminds me of Gary Vee a little bit where he's like, you know, well, figure out where that voice is coming from. Like that voice, you're not just born with that voice. Like, how did that voice get there? Why are you judgmental? Mm. I mean, Mm -hmm. society and the culture around you could have given it to you without you realizing it, that you should be polite and that you should just get in line and you should just follow the rules and follow the directions. But the world is actually a really great place if you're willing to reach out. And some of the best conversations or interactions are Cause you stumble across someone, you know, in the aisle and you're like, what is this? Or like, where'd you get that? And they're like, Oh, it's on aisle seven. You're like, thank you. You know, just like <laughs> willing to kind of just try 
and, and know that because you didn't have the answer doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you stupid. doesn't make you ill-equipped. It just, you just don't happen to have all the Lowe's aisles memorized and that's fucking okay. <laughs> it just happens to not be your job to have it all memorized. Right. So let the people <laughs> whose job it is help you and yeah. in the same way you'd help them with your job. Yeah. So ask for some fucking water when you need it. <laughs> <laughs> and ask where the screws are and it's a really freeing thing even like this morning i was on a run and i had a big presentation today i had to present to like 150 people and on my run i was like i had my airpods in but i i was talking to myself and i was like you know i was passing a lot of people and basically i just told myself that they're telling themselves that i'm on a phone call mm-hmm. and i was not on a phone call i was just practicing my speech out loud and yeah. And it's just like, as soon as I just flipped it in my brain, because, you know, if I really was on a phone call, I wouldn't have felt awkward at all. But somehow I think that they know that I'm not, or like, you know, it just feels a little bit silly. Like you're talking to yourself oh, actually. Yeah. And so you're like giving them the benefit of the doubt or like, they don't care. They were just mowing their lawn. They don't know I'm here. So whether I'm talking out loud and no one's in my AirPods or someone is, does it really matter? So I just like, mm-hmm. I try to test myself in little moments like that and just like get nervous or excited or just like think it's hilarious that I'm talking to myself and nobody knows it and just try and find, you know, little funny moments like that. This is super interesting because now you have me wondering if I could attribute my change almost fully to vlogging. Boom. You're kind of blowing my mind. <laughs> like the what progress. Was it, like three years ago, two years ago? Yeah, 2018 into spring of 2019. I was vlogging daily. So I was outside the first time speaking to a camera and like having to really deal with that insecurity of people judging you for that. My mind is kind of blown right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like that has to be, that has to be a huge contributor. Than talking to an inanimate object in front of other people. I mean, obviously there is, but that is really hard. It is really hard. And, and especially if someone doesn't know YouTube or the word vlog and you still care what people think and you're not super confident yet, that's a really tricky combination. And I like have a stomachache just thinking about how that used to make <laughs> me feel. And yeah. I feel like I've come a long way and it absolutely is because of vlogging. Whoa. Big realization right there. <laughs> that's what we're here for on the underscore show. I mean, one of my favorite things that you said throughout this whole episode is a measuring stick of whether or not the shit matters. So you've got, if it's going to bother you in two days, no, okay, shit doesn't matter. If it's a week, a month, two months, if this shit's going to bother hours. you a year from now, yeah, two hours, but a year from now, maybe that really does matter and, and you should think about that, right? But otherwise, if you're not going to remember this moment, right? In two hours, let alone like even two months from now, it more than likely doesn't matter and you right. should just move on. Test yourself. You know, even if you know it probably won't matter in two hours, it's still gonna it's still a process. Like I'm not perfect and I'm, I'm still figuring it out. Even if I know it won't matter tomorrow, very good chance I could still let it bother me all day today. But I'm trying oh, to get yeah. better and just cut it off. You just cut it off. You don't even let it get, don't let it, don't spiral, don't escalate. You can, you can approach it, you can understand it, you can see it, and then you move on. Set it aside uh, and you continue. Yeah. Um, actually, that reminds me of this 
a story that happened uh, last week. I was helping a friend move out of their apartment. They just bought a house, their first home. They rented the smallest U-Haul truck you can get, right? That's still a moving truck. And they live right by the ocean. There's just one street that you can park on. You can't get the U-Haul into their parking garage. It's too tall. This is the scenario, right? So they're double parked on the street, on the side of the street that is not street sweeping that day. But the other side of the street is street sweeping. So this is the scenario, and you have uh, a Karen who keeps coming out to see if the street sweeping has gone by. And, and so finally the street sweeping truck is there. Picture this. U-Haul double parked. Right next to the U-Haul, somebody has left their car parked on the street sweeping area. My friend is out there and offers to move the U-Haul truck but it doesn't matter because there's already a car that's still parked on the street sweeping side, so they can't sweep the street anyway. Karen comes out and starts yelling at my friend because now her street's going to be dirty for another week. And we're like, ma'am, it couldn't have swept it. There's a person parked on your side of the street. She was just really, really unhappy about this huge inconvenience to her life. And we're like, we're sorry, there's no other place for us to park. Also, it doesn't matter because this car is parked here anyway. And we're two people who also hate to make people angry, hate to like, we're non-confrontational. Like this had the potential to ruin our day, both of us. (laughs) And we're like in the truck and we're like, man, like that really sucked. She was wrong and we both know it, but like this is this is a bit like my we don't feelings. like this. <laughs> yeah. But what about my feelings? <laughs> and we had to like we discussed it and we were like, okay, it's over. We're moving on. We're not gonna talk about it again the rest of the day. And that's what you have to do. You have to cut it off. You just have to say, I have no control over that situation. It happened. I felt bad about it, even though I really probably shouldn't have. I can't let it bother me. And that's kind of what I try to do to test myself too, is like, don't let that negativity into your life. If you can avoid it, move on, cut it off, just like you said. Right, because what's the alternative? I'm responsible for Karen's feelings and her opinion on life that I just happened to some, like, no, I didn't sign up for that. So yeah, yeah. seeing her and she can be upset, but that's like really sad you know, maybe she's having a hard day. You don't know how she got mm-hmm. to that mood. Maybe she's exactly. the nicest person ever. Something triggered her where she needed to take out all of her anger on that street sweeping. Yeah. You know, we just don't know and we don't understand. So to try and we all have our own emotions and feelings going on inside of us that we can understand. We don't also need to attach ourselves to everyone else in a, in a yeah. negative or a burdensome. Is that a word? I think so. Some word <laughs> way. <laughs> But just to like take that, you know, weight and to decide that now you have to feel bad, you know, it's, it's, yeah, you see it. That's a shame. Hurt my feelings a little bit, but I, cause I'm, you know, human or I'm a feeler. I'm an yeah. empath and I get it. And I got shit to move today. We got to get back yep. to our mission and we got to continue <laughs> on. So I, I love that. Great awareness. But yeah, maybe you three or five years ago would have been like, oh no, like, is she going to call someone or my mom or like, is it, you know, am I going to get in trouble? You know, like, it's such or like I would have been school. thinking about it like three days later, just like, oh, man, I don't even right. know what it is. Oh, man, right. like, oh, did I do something wrong? Right. Even though yeah. you know you didn't. <laughs> right. We just like, I think human nature is to not is to want everyone else to like you. And so yeah. in that moment, she didn't really love you too much. And so that <laughs> feels a little bit off and awkward, I think. Yeah. With like our self security 
mm-hmm. we're not doing enough elsewhere to practice being confident and and that can really kind of tilt you one way um, yeah, where it takes sure. more to kind of come back from. I love it. I think, yeah, overall, shit doesn't matter. Test yourself. Um, or if you've, you know, found good ways to kind of uh, approach it or to overcome it, we'd love to hear that too. Oh, yeah. And um, how you guys cut it off or how you're trying to cut it off or how you approach it, how you get better. That's all we can do. That's it. Shit don't matter, Alex. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Only thing that matters really is if people listen to this podcast and then also (laughs) review it and share it with their friends. Like if I had to pick one thing that mattered, it'd probably be that. Would you agree? (laughs) Yes, I think I would fully agree. And I love this literally unprompted. uh, Hell yeah. This is the underscore (laughs) show. You guys, thanks for listening. I'm Adrian Ritchie. And I'm Alex Cassaway. You'll hear us on the next one. The only thing that matters is reviewing this podcast. Bye.